You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. And now, a message from Cyberbit. Mastering cybersecurity is like mastering a sport. You build muscle memory through rigorous practice. Then you train as a team to foster cohesion while operating under pressure. Like athletes, cybersecurity professionals thrive on hands-on simulation. But traditional courses, certifications, and open-source labs won't build you a winning team. You need Cyberbit. Cyberbit offers a hyper-realistic simulation environment for your SOC, IR, and C-suite to refine your skills. All using the market-leading SIMs, EDRs, firewalls, and WAFs they use every day. Cyberbit is offering CyberWire listeners a free live-fire exercise. Sign up your team now at cyberbit.com slash cyberwire. The Paradise Papers, obtained from a Bermuda law firm, contain details not only about wealthy tax avoiders, but about investments as well. Kaspersky says that its antivirus software did, after all, copy files that weren't viruses, but they were still bad files. U.S. Senate Majority Leader McConnell says tech companies should help the U.S. retaliate against nation-state cyber attacks. I'm Dave Bittner with your CyberWire summary for Monday, November 6, 2017. The long-anticipated and much-feared document dump from Bermuda's Appleby law firm, specialists in offshoring who cater to very high-net-worth individuals, has dropped. 13.4 million documents are said to figure in the Paradise Papers leak, whose source remains unknown. Appleby has been preparing its clients since late last month for the exposure, which the law firm characterizes as an illegal hack, not a leak, presumably thereby ruling out document theft by a rogue insider. The law firm began to prepare its response when it was contacted in October by the International Consortium of Investigative Journalists, who sought comment on the documents. Among those mentioned in dispatches are prominent UK public figures, including members of the royal family. Of interest to U.S. audiences are documents that appear to show the way investment money from Russian oligarchs, and possibly the Russian government itself, passed into Silicon Valley. The New York Times reports significant Russian investment in both Facebook and Twitter going back as far as 2010, with the money coming from a variety of Russian sources through Yuri Milner. It eventually amounted to a bit more than 8% of Facebook and some 5% of Twitter, As the New York Times points out, there's nothing illegal about Russian entities, even state-controlled ones, investing in U.S. companies. Facebook held its IPO in May of 2012. Twitter went public in November of 2013. The Paradise Papers episode is being widely compared to the Panama Papers leak, in which 11.5 million documents taken from the Masek Fonseca law firm were released to the public in 2015. We've received a number of comments on the Paradise Papers from industry experts. They've tended to see the lesson here as one of data security at law firms. Mark Sangster, VP and industry security strategist at cybersecurity company eCentire, drew particular attention to the incident's similarity to the Panama Papers. He said, quote, The parallels of Paradise Papers to last year's Panama Papers breach are obvious. However, beyond the shock factor of the leaked data itself, what's more alarming is the depth and magnitude of this breach. 
Law and accounting firms should raise the alarm when it comes to their firm's cybersecurity rigor. The Panama Papers may have been opportunistic. However, it laid a blueprint for these kind of attacks. It has shown a spotlight on tax operations in the Caribbean, and while the mechanics of the breach itself have yet to be revealed, it was clearly a targeted attack. Appleby took appropriate response steps in notifying their clients, but you can't ensure this. This class of events demonstrates why law firms must protect their clients' confidential information. No amount of cyber insurance, data-backed strategies, nor business continuity planning can ever put this genie back in the bottle. Law and accounting firms are particularly susceptible to ethical hacking, and really, every firm should assume they'll be breached, because they will be breached. These firms house a treasure trove of sensitive data that, when compromised, can result in sometimes irrecoverable damage. This attack will have far-reaching impacts for those affected. End quote. We also received an emailed comment from Ilya Kolichenko, CEO of web security company Hitech Bridge, who thinks this looks like a crime, whatever one might think of the high-profile victims. He observed, quote, Seems that this is another major hacking case where intruders won't be found and prosecuted. Notwithstanding the allegations of wrongdoing offshore, a crime cannot be justified by investigation of unlawful activities. Victims should explore various legal avenues to claim damages which may be quite significant. End quote. Law firms have become a very attractive target for cybercriminals, in Kolachenko's opinion. He notes, Hacking of their clients is quite costly, will likely be detected and investigated, and almost certainly will cause very serious counteractions. End quote. He thinks the legal sector may be disposed to rely on legal measures for protection, and their faith in that kind of defense, he argues, is misplaced. He said, quote, Many law firms still carelessly rely on the law for data protection, but this is in vain. Paucity of financial resources and lack of qualified personnel preclude law enforcement agencies from investigating and prosecuting the vast majority of crimes committed in digital space. This creates a very dangerous atmosphere of unlawfulness and impunity in the Internet, undermining trust in the government and its ability to protect our society. End quote. Perhaps, he suggests, now is a good time to begin thinking about regulating data security in the legal sector. Quote, Their data deserves at least the same level of protection as data of companies under PCI DSS or HIPAA compliance. Otherwise, visiting attorneys will become very risky. End quote. And of course, no one wants that. Kaspersky says its security software copied files that did not pose a threat to the systems it was protecting, a development that doesn't look good for Kaspersky. CEO Eugene Kaspersky denied in an interview with Reuters that there's any impropriety to this. The files copied may not have contained malicious code, but the non-malicious files were, he said, part of larger, suspicious files. This is unusual. Typical industry practice is for antivirus software to leave files that aren't viruses alone, not to pull in other files that may allude to tools or contain clues about hacking. Many of its commercial partners seem to be cutting Kaspersky loose. The company has removed the names of 67 tech partners, including Amazon and Microsoft, from its corporate website. The U.S. Senate Majority Leader, Senator McConnell, Republican from Kentucky, says Google, Facebook, and other tech companies should help the U.S. retaliate against Russia for attempts to influence U.S. elections in 2016. The senator said during a weekend interview with MSNBC, quote, 
What we ought to do with regard to the Russians is retaliate, seriously retaliate. These tech firms could be helpful in having us, giving us a way to do that. End quote. So, mark and reprisal? We doubt it. Defense contracting? Well, probably. Every day, your IAM tech debt grows. Your multi-generational services struggle to work together. Building an identity fabric can fix this. It makes all your identity tooling stronger and allows you to connect any app to any service you want to use with zero coding, zero maintenance, and zero app downtime. Strata's identity orchestration platform separates the identity logic from your applications so you can optimize existing IAM tools and manage them in a single control plane. Now, every vendor, standard, and architecture work together. In short, building your identity fabric means you can secure your non-standard apps, keep your complex access policies, retire outdated IDPs, and modernize in record time. So build your fabric with Strata Identity and get rid of tech debt for good. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire, share your identity priorities, and receive a pair of AirPods Pro. Offer valid for organizations over 5,000 employees. Connect today at strata.io slash cyberwire. And now a word from our sponsor, Sixth Sense. Sixth Sense provides award-winning cloud-based automated endpoint and vulnerability management solutions to streamline IT and security operations. With its advanced platform, businesses gain complete visibility and control over their infrastructure, reducing IT and security risks and optimizing operational efficiency. With Sixth Sense, you'll get real-time alerts, risk-based vulnerability prioritization and remediations, and an intuitive automation and orchestration engine so you can focus on your core business goals. Confident in the knowledge that your enterprise is secure, compliant, and running smoothly. To learn why enterprises choose Sixth Sense, visit SixthSense.com. And joining us once again is Dale Drew. He's the chief security strategist at CenturyLink. Uh, Dale, welcome back. Um, you know, when it comes to cybersecurity, it's easy to point fingers, but you wanted to make the point today that uh, perhaps it's worth looking inward. Exactly. Uh, it's it's physician heal thyself, right? It, it, and I think I think sort of the point here is is that what we've been seeing is we've been seeing not only consumers but businesses sort of take steps to deactivate. Uh, security controls uh, within their infrastructure, deinstall antivirus uh, systems, um, non-install patching. And so, you know, I, I've, I've spoken to a large group of people and I you know, pointed the finger at them and said, you are the reason cybercrime is so successful. You're not following security practices. You're clicking on phishing email. You're hitting uh, reboot later when a patch is ready to be installed, and you're making it easier for the bad guy to compromise your system. And in fact, if you look at some of the recent, um, you know, very high, highly public uh, attacks that have occurred, take Equifax as an example, um, they haven't occurred because of highly sophisticated sort of movie-ready attacks, but they're taking advantage of a lapse in simple cybersecurity practices, the lack of patching, uh, the lack of monitoring, 
and the lack of simple password management. You know, admin admin continues to be a very popular uh, username and password pair. We think that you just have to take care of the basics. I mean, there's a lot of very sophisticated attacks occurring, but a majority of them are happening through the basics. I also think, you know, for the most part, security is boring. You know, <laughs> real security is boring. It's really about monitoring your ecosystem, ensuring that you check all of your systems to ensure that they're in compliance with your, your policies and your practices and standards, to ensure that patches have been properly deployed, that you're scanning your systems. It's the basic fundamentals that are becoming more critically important because those are the things that sort of act as key bridges to breaking into the vast majority of your ecosystem. If real security was filmed as a movie, it'd be the most boring movie in the world. You know, the, and then the, the other point I'd say, you know, sort of related to this is that uh, there was a, a recent study done by Gartner um, on IT security spending. And, you know, the basic conclusion was is that if you were not spending more than 4 to 7% of your total IT budget to protect the company, you're really doing the company a disservice. So companies who don't have the resources to make bigger investment in security should really look to outsourcing their basic security components to third parties, uh, cloud service providers or managed security providers. Um, they've got the staff, they've got the capability, they've got the certifications to be able to handle those basics. Um, and so it might be time to solve the inward problem by also looking outward. All right. Dale Drew, thanks for joining us. Are lengthy security reviews pulling attention away from your security program? With the largest network of trust centers, Vanta can help you streamline security reviews to win customer trust, save time, and close deals fast. Proactively demonstrate security by showcasing key resources like your SOC 2 or ISO 27001 and provide real-time evidence for passing controls. And when a security questionnaire is required, Vanta takes the first pass for you. Visit vanta.com slash cyber to take a self-serve tour. That's vanta.com slash cyber. And that's the CyberWire. We are proudly produced in Maryland by our talented team of editors and producers. I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening. And now, a word from our sponsor, Zscaler, the leader in cloud security. Cyber attackers are using AI in creative ways to compromise users and breach organizations. In a security landscape where you must fight AI with AI, the best AI protection comes from having the best data. Zscaler has extended its zero-trust architecture with powerful AI engines that are trained and tuned by 500 trillion daily signals. Learn more about Zscaler Zero Trust plus AI to prevent ransomware and AI attacks. Experience your world secured. Visit zscaler.com slash zero trust AI.